Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 1234 at Edmonton, New Year's Eve. The place to go, Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. And that's where guests receive gift certificates here in Oilers Now to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers Now sent you. As we head off uh, to our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, and we are pleased to be joined by today's headliner. From Touchback Safety, your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. We welcome back to the show NHL insider John Shannon. John, how are you? Hey, Bob, how are you? Uh, not bad. Not bad. Interesting last uh, three days here at Edmonton since a <laughs> sort of dispiriting 5-1 loss to the Calgary Flames, um, where the Oilers were second best in every aspect, literally from the opening faceoff. It only took 11 seconds for Calgary to get the lead. Uh, John, the Oilers started 16-7-3. They're 4-10-1 since. They've gone from first to fifth in the Pacific Division. That said, they're, you know, one hot streak away from being back in it, but they got a five-game road trip coming up. Where's this team at here midway through the season? Well, I, I think that that's the soul-searching that's going on at uh, at Rogers Place, and I can tell you that there were a ton of meetings yesterday uh, beyond the players uh, with with that very issue about what this team is, where it is, what has to happen, uh, how the t- players have to perform. So, I think that's a question a lot of people within the organization are asking and and looking for answers. And uh, uh, I mean, I think the call-ups are pretty obvious. I think there's fingers crossed that Yamamoto and Lagesson can make a difference if they play. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Dreisaitl and McDavid separated again. Yeah, well, that's occurred. Uh, you know, they were separated in practice on Saturday and they were separated again today. McDavid, yeah. with, McDavid with James Neal and Zach Cassian and Drysaddle with Nygaard and Yamamoto. So uh, Nygaard, who is fast and quick, I would say that Yamamoto is more quick than fast. I don't think he's got explosive uh, speed, um, but he is a quick player. And he, he's also a better defensive player. So, and, and I, I think that this move, John, 
Like we have some fans saying, nope, team isn't good enough. Ken Holland's had four months. He's got to evaluate. He's got to make a trade here. But I think this is the pragmatic uh, approach to see maybe what you have on the farm with a kid like Yamamoto. Yeah, I, I do. And I, I think that what he's doing now, what Ken's doing now is respecting what Jay Rudcroft and uh, and Keith Gretzky have said to him about both of the players and how well they played. Uh, and let's face it, Yamamoto has been pretty impressive in Bakersfield the last couple of weeks, and that's why he's he's getting the chance with an offense that seems to have dried up a little bit. So from that perspective, they have to go to the farm team first. And, you know, Ken Holland's overseas right now. There's no way that he's actually going to make major overhauls to this organization or changes to this uh, organization uh, while he's uh, at the World Juniors. So that's just uh, that's something people can put on the uh, uh, on the back burner for at least another couple of weeks. Well, let's take it another way here. You never want to make a trade when you're desperate. And an argument can be made that the Oilers, uh, instead of maybe seeing what they had <laughs> a year ago at this time, went out and made a couple trade literally to the day. It might have even been December 30th, come to think of it. Uh, but they, you know, they made two trades in one. It, you know what? It was December 30th. They made two trades in one day. Yeah. And went out. How'd that, work, how'd that work out? Well, I think we knew how it was going to work out right when it happened, John. Like, you give up, you, you give up a third-round pick to take on a player with that's making 900000 more in, uh, in in Alexander Petrovich. Yeah. And then you turn around and, and, and trade Kajula, who could play for you in your top nine, or at least somewhere, uh, uh, for Brandon Manning. And, you know, you lost the third rounder of the Petrovich deal and didn't qualify him. And then you turn around and, uh, you know, Brandon Manning's basically been a healthy scratch all season. So there's your reaction in terms of, uh, you know, in, in terms of being a, a, a – I guess that's the point, John, is yeah, you don't want to make trades bit, out of panic, bit. do you? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, at the same time, I do think in the back of Ken Holland's mind was that he wasn't going to do anything until he understood the roster, understood the character and makeup of this team. Uh, and I would put that probably at the 50-game mark, which is a little closer than people realize, and uh, and go from there. And, and But it, it, I think it's still a little early. But, you know, th- th- there's, there's a ton of pressure, I think, after the start they had to find a way uh, to make it to the playoffs, and and nobody feels that as much more than Kenny. I don't think they're as good as sixteen, seven, and three, and I don't think they're as bad as four, ten, and one. Do you agree or disagree with that? How's their goaltending? Well, during the four, ten, and one stretch, wasn't very good. Well, that, I think, but I but I think that's the barometer, Bob. Yeah. I really do. I think that's the that's the complete barometer because we Mike and and Miko did an outstanding job in that sixteen victories. Uh, and and so if you can find a way to get them back to playing uh, you know 920 in save percentage, then this team has a chance. But if the goaltenders can't do their job, then it's going to be difficult for the rest 100%. of the group to do theirs. Now there's another. We're going to play a quote a little bit later on. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But just now, Leon Drysaddle has spoken, uh, and this is a uh, direct quote. I'll I'll take a word out of it. Obviously, said Leon Dreisettle in a scrum from about three minutes ago, I've been pretty, well, it's a word that often gets used. Uh, it's, it's the crap word, but gets used differently. So I've been pretty blank lately. And minus, 20, minus 28 over the last 20 games, 
John, there are some statistical perspectives on this. The Oilers are at below 6% five-on-five shooting percentage during those 20 games for Dreisaitl. So they're they're not getting any puck luck, and they're below an 870 save percentage, and he's got a bunch of empty netters in there too. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, if you had told me, John, 20 games into a season when Dreisaitl was plus 10, that he would be minus 28 over 20 games, I would have said you're crazy. It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, and it's also, uh, I think it speaks to the uh, fragility of the emotions of some of the young guys on this team, even though that they are the cornerstones. Uh, and, and I, you know, we, we t- I think we talk about this count, uh, countless times. Yes. More than any other professional sport, hockey is such a game of emotion. And teams ride waves. And the Oilers were riding a great wave, as the fans were at 16 and 7. Now, now it's a bit of a tidal wave the other way. And that now, now what has to happen is coaches have to coach, players have to play, and they have to stay focused on the goal rather than worried about what's going to happen and, or, 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 you know, as, as I say many times, be E.R. the donkey and worry about, oh, woe is me, woe is me. Yes. All right. So uh, they've split up the, the three centers, I guess. They're split up with David and Dreisaitl. We'll see how they do. I got to tell you, John, I'm a little bit concerned about the penalty kill, and I'll tell you why. They don't. They never win face-offs. And eventually, yeah. you're going to – and maybe we're seeing a bit of a correction as a result of that. And I know that doesn't have anybody really pleased, but I don't know if it's – you know, I, I think we're at the high point until they start winning some more draws. You know, and it's a, there's a lot of people that discount face-offs, particularly in your own zone, but uh, the simplicity of winning the face-off and gaining puck control just speaks volumes of what, how you can how you can kill that penalty a lot easier, Bob. I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. That, to me, is one of those ones that it's, it's almost so common sense you don't want to mention it because you look like you're saying the obvious, but it's... It's, to me, that's a big part of what good penalty killing is all about. All right. Uh, let's go to a couple texts here uh, on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0064-63. Before we hit on a couple other topics, John, Bob, the Oilers need more offense from the back end. Um, and here's another text from Clayton. He says, I always try to keep things positive, but when I see the defense make the same mental errors game after game, it wears a guy down. I'm sure these guys learned years ago that somebody has to cover the front of the net. It's confusing when I see pros make the mistakes that get us in a 2 nothing hole in every game. I'm sure the coaches are trying to uh, massage the problem, but maybe it's time for a f- few hard-nosed practices and some tough love. Do you agree? Well, we just saw the Oilers have two hard-nosed practices. Saturday and today's practice were spirited. John, I, like this, there's a slightly different defensive system being played this year. In theory, the Oilers always should have a defenseman in front of Lynette uh, in this system. And there's been some overplays. But the question I have for you, is the defense simply not good enough? Because they don't generate a lot from the back end at even strength. Um, I know Clefbaum's up there in points, but he's benefited from being on the power play. Darnell Nurse, the last two games, John. Has had a you know a difficult play. Got walked against last two home games. Got walked against Montreal by Max yep. Domi. Uh, got beat on a wraparound around the boards by Andrew Maggiapani. And I know the puck hopped on him at the point, but Maggiapani still kind of got inside positioning on him. Is the D good enough for you? Oh, I, I think it is actually. I, I think when you look at the individuals on the uh, on the roster that are playing the six. Uh, 
positions. I, I mean, I think they are. Uh, you know, it, it's, the interesting thing in all of this is that, and I know you have an avid lim- uh, listener, but I'll tell you what, they've missed Matt Benning. Yes, they have. They, they really have missed Matt Benning, and he, and he does the little things well. It's not, and certainly not the physical side, but he's a smart player. And so if you can get Matt Benning back in here and then the domino effect of players playing in the per- correct position, then I think you have the, you have the right chemistry. Okay, God, you know what? People freeze. People panic. You know, the, the hockey players are human too. Um, and, and, and it all goes back to emotions and thinking and reacting. And if, and if you actually think before you react in this game, you're going to be in trouble, and I see that a little bit of that right now. Yeah, to me, uh, Benning coming back in, and it's going to be a couple games still based on today's skate. Well, I think he'll probably be back by the Calgary game on the road. Oh, that's well, that's five games away. I'm thinking that yeah. he might be – the orders are in Toronto next Monday, John. I think he'll play then. Uh, okay. and, and I think Chris Russell – is different when he's with Matt Benning. And then you get every, you know, you got three lefty ready combinations. All right, now we're going to have some fun. Well, maybe you don't think it's fun. Brendan Escott's back at the uh, studio. Brendan, can you play John Tortorello so everybody can hear what he had to say about. Uh, the officiating and his frustration last uh, last night. Oh, son of a gun. I closed the window, Bobby. Give me 30 seconds okay. to reload it. We'll do it. All right, uh, John, you know where we're going next here. And <laughs> you, you know the league is not a big fan of this sort of stuff from the coaches. Uh, and there was some real exasperation from John Tortorella. Uh, and I, it, to me, it's a hard it's a hard league to officiate because of the speed of the game. I will grant you that. I also wonder sometimes if because you have two referees versus two linesmen. Uh, I mean, Dave Tippett against Vancouver thought that Bo Horvat deflected the puck in the net. My my thing is usually if the refs make the call on the ice, that's usually what the call is going to end up being, unless it's a complete obvious. Brendan, do you have it queued up and ready to go? Yeah, let's let it fly. All right, here's uh, the always understated John Tortorella. So the whistle blows. The whistle is blown at 19.2 on the clock. For some reason, the clock has run down a second and a tenth to 18.1. For whatever reason, I have no idea. So instead of resetting the clock, we have them tell our captain we're not going to do it. Toronto doesn't step in. Refs don't do their freaking job. And now we lose the game and we lose our goalie. So the chain of events, if it was done right, we don't lose our goalie, we win the hockey game. So all this golf technology, right, the technology and getting things right, the stubbornness tonight by the officials and by the league and Toronto, however it's supposed to work, screws us. It's ridiculous. I'm not taking any god. All right. Uh, that is John Tortorella. Uh, how's that looked upon by the league? John Shannon? Uh, not well. <laughs> Here's, it, it, there's a couple of things. First of all, you know, I, 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 if I'm a coach and I lost a 2 nothing lead at home, I'd be mad too. If I lost my goalie, I'd be mad too. Uh, but if, if John thinks he's accomplishing something by trying to convince people that he's been wronged, he went about it the incorrect way. Uh, the one thing I can tell you is if that conversation had occurred behind closed doors, with Colin Campbell and Stephen Walkham, there would have been a lot more objectivity by the league 
and understanding by the league than what has happened today. You, you know, I, you, you just you can't do it. You can't do it. And, and John is one of those guys. I think he will always be under the microscope when you consider in previous years he was the coach of the New York Rangers and where they were at the Winter Classic in Philadelphia and all he did was rip the officiating and rip the ice and rip the video review and got fined, I think, $25,000. And then, of course, there was the issue in Vancouver when he went to take uh, have a visit with Bob Hartley in the Calgary dressing room. So John's got to watch himself. And John's smarter than that, and John knows, which is why John apologized today. Uh, that conversation can occur, but it cannot occur in, the, in, in public. Everybody loves it. I mean, fans love it, think it's great. But if you think you're helping your team and helping your position, I think he's got another thing coming. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know we talk about what's the best way to potentially appeal for more calls. We think at times maybe they could call more on Connor. What's that saying? Was it Charlie Rich behind closed doors? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That's a little before my time, Bob. Oh, don't give me that. <laughs> no, and that's and that's the thing. You, you, you know, there, there can be heated arguments on a constant basis. Trust me, there are heated arguments all the time. But that's what happens. You, you don't. What you, you do is you don't go out there in public and rip the product. When you say to your fans, and now in social media and in, uh, all across the, in North America, that the referees are bad and the NHL's bad, what is that telling about the hockey fan who doesn't, who, who wants to go to a game and now doesn't trust? And it's just, it makes no sense. It's like it's like being a McDonald's franchisee and telling everybody the sauce on the Big Mac's no good this week. It doesn't make any sense. John, they're not a client, so that's okay. Hey, this text comes in. You you don't think I didn't know that, Bob? I know you know that. You've got the list. (laughs) John, we'll leave you with this because you need a chuckle. Uh, Bob, it's time to consider bringing back Mark Fain and Nikita Nikitin. Oh, that's a good way to end the new year. I thought, Mac, I thought Mac T was busy at the Spangler Cup not sending us those texts. So there you have it. Uh, hey, John, uh, when's, speaking of New Year's Day, that is a yes. travel day for the Oilers, and it is a best of Oilers now. So oh. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll squeeze you in either later in the week or hook up early. I know you're going to be with us. You're going to be shuffling off the Buffalo on Thursday. So we'll see I'll you. I'll be there Wednesday night, Bob. I'm looking forward for you to buy me dinner Wednesday night. So. Oh, oh. I better talk to my wife Kathy to see if that. Well, the last time we, last time you were, you and I were in Buffalo. What happened? You bought me dinner in Buffalo. Oh, yes, but who's the last? Who's the last one to buy you lunch? This you're comparing what I pay. You're comparing what I paid for dinner with what you paid for lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if I had your expense account, let me tell you. (laughs) That's a good point. All right, great stuff, John. Happy New Year. See you, Buffalo. Happy New Year. All right. That is that is John Shannon, our NHL insider. It's twelve fifty two at Edmonton. Uh, I'm going to get to some texts when we come back in orders now. Hi, this is Oscar Clefbaum from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on six thirty. Shed. Welcome back, everybody. Twelve fifty four at Edmonton again. Oscar Clefbaum today with Ethan Bear, Darnell Nurse with Chris Russell, William Lagason with Adam Larson. Dave Tippett has spoken, said he would not confirm one hundred percent that Lagason would be in tomorrow. It was Neil with McDavid and Cassie, and it was Leon Drysaddle who referred to his play as 
crap. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl with Joe Kim Nygaard and Connor Yamamoto. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Jujar Kerr and Sam Gagne. And the Oilers also had uh, Gaetan Haas with Riley Sheen. And then they alternated three different right wings over there. Archibald, who I think if he's healthy, plays uh, Chase on and Patrick Russell. Do you want to tell you that you can uh, join Oilers now? Second half of the season, a great roadie to Chicago to see the Oilers play the Blackhawks. This package includes great lower bowl game tickets, a welcome reception with yours truly, plus tours at Wrigley and Soldier Field. For the Oilers now, Chicago road trip, call New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or go online at newwesttravel.com. Two minutes to get to some texts on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, Jason from Sangudo says, Bob, behind closed door, is that about Hean and Sheehan, not refereeing? <laughs> from Jason and Sangudo. Like Riley Sheehan, is that what you mean? Uh, uh, Jay says, Bob, Shannon is wrong. The league makes coaches go out in front of the media and be accountable for their team's play and coaching after every game. Then the coach gets asked about what happened in the game on which the league didn't do what they're supposed to do. NHL can't have it uh, the only way that serves them the best. And another texter, Brian, agrees with that. He says, Bob, good for John Tortorella. Our officiating is crap. About time somebody lost it. Now, was there not a uh, skit on Saturday Night Live? Uh, If it's not Scottish, it's crap. I believe there was. Another text, Andrew. Bob, the NHL refs manage the game. This is more noticeable if the World Juniors refs making the NHL look subpar. Thanks. That one comes to us from Andrew. Again, um... Uh, this Topher, oh, Topher is loves playing the role of the contrarian. He says, Bob, John Shannon is correct. Cry in the corner alone in the dark. <laughs> wow. Oh, Topher, you are a funny, funny man. Again, you can text us at 630, 630. Uh, another Mark Texas show. The fans buy the tickets and create revenue. John Trellum, uh, Tortorella made it aware of uh, the crap, the uh, referees. And, he, uh, and put the NHL and the referees in the spotlight. Good for him. Again, you can text us at 630, uh, 780-496-0063. It is 12.57 in Edmonton. And we are going to go off to a global news weather traffic update. 1 o'clock with Eileen Bell. 105, Kevin Radomsky. He is the venue director for the 2021 World Junior Championship. This is Oilers Now live from the 8th floor at uh, Rogers Place in Ice District. Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.